This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Tonight on Huckabee, New York Congresswoman Nicole Meliotakis, floating illusions with Dan Stapleton, storyteller and author John Seidel, award-winning country swooner John Barry. That's Trey Corley in the Music City Connection. And I'm your announcer, Keith Bilbrey. And now, here's Mike Huckabee! Welcome, everybody. We've got a terrific studio audience here. I always love it when they're wired up. It just gives all of us more energy, and we have a terrific bunch of folks here in our theater tonight. Give yourselves a big hand. I'm sure you are aware that Nancy Pelosi has been conducting a kangaroo court sham hearing this week all about the January 6th riots. And it is so theatrical that her committee hired a former Good Morning America TV producer to stage it so it would be good TV. But it has been very bad government. And the person who ought to be most ashamed of herself isn't even Pelosi. It's a pretend Republican from Wyoming, Liz Cheney. Yeah. Yeah. Now, according to the rules of the committee, there was supposed to be bipartisan participation, with the Republicans appointed by Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. The names he submitted were real Republicans who were determined to make sure that the committee acted in good faith. Well, Nancy couldn't have that, so she just arbitrarily rejected all the Republican appointees, and she appointed her own lapdog pet Republicans who would run to the feeding dish when she rang the bell. The only two that she could find who would disgrace themselves by being her tightly leashed love pups were Liz Cheney and Adam Kinziger, who at least had the dignity of not running again for his congressional seat after he's made a fool of himself by selling out to the likes of AOC and the Radical Squad. But Liz Cheney has no dignity left. Her personal animosity toward Donald Trump has eclipsed every last ounce of integrity she may have ever possessed, and she joyfully joined the most partisan and vicious Trump haters in D.C. to try and blame Donald Trump for a breakdown in security at the Capitol. Despite the irrefutable fact that he urged Pelosi, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, as well as others, to allow him to supply up to 20,000 troops for security on that day. But they all turned him down. And then they have the audacity to blame him for a rally that turned into the riot. Now, the reason that I hold Liz Cheney in such contempt is because she's pretending to be such the law and order stickler. 
But every conservative I know has clearly spoken out against those who did damage to property at the Capitol or who threatened or challenged a police officer that day. But what Liz Cheney has not done is to demand an accounting for the unjustified shooting of the only person who actually died that day, an unarmed woman, an Air Force veteran named Ashley Babbitt, who was shot dead by a Capitol Hill police officer, but about which the details of the investigation have never been made completely public. Liz Cheney has not demanded an accounting for Ashley Babbitt's death, nor has she said a word about the disgusting and humiliating treatment of Peter Navarro, who was arrested as he boarded the plane last Friday to come to Nashville to be on this very show. Now, the FBI office is literally next door to his apartment. Next door. He offered in writing and on the phone to voluntarily come in, should they wish to talk to him. Oh, no. Instead, they followed him to the airport and waited until he was boarding the flight to Nashville when they arrested him, handcuffed him, hauled him away in unnecessary humiliation. Then they put him in leg shackles, strip-searched the 72-year-old Harvard scholar who had never been arrested in his life. I want to know, will Will, uh, Liz Cheney demand answers as to why he was treated this way? But former Attorney General Eric Holder wasn't. Do you remember Holder was also charged with criminal contempt of Congress, and even 17 of the Democrats in Congress voted for those charges, all because he refused to answer questions about the disastrous Fast and Furious operation, the one that resulted in the death of border agent Brian Terry. And Adam Kinziger, who cried about January the 6th, didn't shed a tear about Ashley Babbitt or the treatment of Peter Navarro. Now, here's what some of us want to see. Just to be blunt, send Liz Cheney and other swamp creatures home and replace them with liberty-loving, courageous constitutionalists who will demand accountability for the corrupt officials at the FBI and the DOJ and in the Biden White House who have persecuted their political opponents with the power of the government. And they've done that while they have covered and hidden the crimes of the well-connected. Now, if there is a Republican candidate or incumbent who won't do that, my thought is vote them out and replace them with those who will actually fight for us and our country. And when I say fight, let me tell you what I mean. I mean fight like you're the third monkey on the ramp to Noah's Ark when it starts to rain. (laughs) That kind of fight. U.S. Congresswoman Nicole Malatikas represents New York's 11th District, and she is one of the young Republican women who swept into Congress last year. And it sure looks like there could be another wave coming in November. Congresswoman Malatikas says that facts are facts. Gas prices have doubled since President Biden took office. President Biden's anti-American energy policies are to blame. But Republicans, well, they actually have some solutions to fix it. Would you please welcome back to the show, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis. Congresswoman, you've been on our show, but I think this is the first time in studio. You know what? This is my first time in front of a live studio audience as well. So 
Well, Thank you for having me here. They're going to be nice to you. Well, there's nothing like being able to see the people that appreciate what you do. Because I know that sometimes when you're in Congress, um, it's not like you're walking around in a, in a city that loves conservative Republicans very much, right? You mean New York or Washington? Well, either one of them, come to think of it. Uh, yeah, you, you represent New York, so you, yeah. you are an endangered species in every way, aren't you? I am. Well, there's 12 members of Congress from New York City. I'm the only Republican out of the 12. We've got AOC. We may have Bill de Blasio next oh, year, depending please. on how, how things work out this oh, boy. election. <laughs> Uh, but I took this seat from a Democrat. And the reality is the people in my district uh, don't believe what the rest of New York City believes. They want someone who's going to be fighting for lower taxes, for more affordable quality of life, that's going to really resolve some of these energy issues. And the Republicans, as I said, we do have solutions. A lot of them is just undoing what this president has done, quite yeah. frankly. Um, I, I think that there's, there's real hope for that. Last night, uh, or this, this week, on, uh, I guess, Thursday night, was the first night of the televised hearings. They're doing them in prime time. It, it's clearly a highly produced television show. Do you think the American people honestly care about the president who hasn't been in office in 17 months and this investigation that they're putting together with tightly edited videos? I'll say that I think the American people, what they really care about is why it's so expensive to live in this country right now with food yeah. prices soaring, gas prices soaring, uh, the fact that shelter is soaring, everything because of what the Democrats have done. And this is clearly a distraction. And remember what they did when they tried to impeach President Trump. What happened? They weren't paying attention to our adversaries and China unleashed a virus on the world. Yeah. The same thing's happening here. This is a distraction instead of facing the real issues that, we're, that we need to resolve as a nation. And Nancy Pelosi won't bring anything up that actually deals with what the American people want them to deal with, which is to address inflation, address the supply chain. Uh, and that's unfortunate because, like I said, when we flip the house, we're going to have some serious uh, proposals out there. And I think that you're going to be very pleased with at least what the Republicans in the House will be doing. I can't say, you know, what's going to happen in the Senate and the White House. You know, this week was also a very potentially tragic week. Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, an attempted assassination on his life. Guy comes from California with a gun, a knife, zip ties, pepper spray, intentionally going to Brett Kavanaugh's house to murder him. The Senate, to their credit, unanimously passed, which they don't hardly pass anything unanimously, but Democrats and Republicans actually came together, passed a bill that would give Supreme Court justices the same security that members of Congress get, including Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi won't bring it up and said, oh, everybody will be okay over the weekend. Why won't she bring up something that should be without any controversy? Yeah, it should have been done immediately. If it's a Democrat-appointed justice, I'm sure it would have been. But that's the double standard, that's the hypocrisy that we're dealing with each and every day. Nancy Pelosi walks around uh, with her own police detail. And guess what? So does Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who wants to defund the police. And so it's, 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 it's the, see how they, they want to enforce some laws, they don't want to enforce other laws, they want to protect some people, they don't want to protect, they don't want people to have police in their own communities. They're looking to cut funding from our police officers, like in New York City. Yeah. Yet they walk around with their own police detail and I don't know why she would not bring that bill up for, for a vote. I mean, it really is a threat. But it also goes back to why it's so serious that we investigate the breach of the Supreme Court. 
How come that's not a hearing that we're having right now? See, the things that the American people... Yeah. Very good point. Great point. Just, just like... Just like the failed withdrawal of Afghanistan, with 13 mm. American service members were killed. Just like... Just like our tax dollars going to the Wuhan lab. Yeah. How come these are not the things that they want to hold hearings on? Because I believe that's what the American people want to know. They want answers to that, right? Absolutely. What about... What about Hunter Biden's laptop and his <laughs> relationship with some of these foreign countries? That's what the American people want answers to. I, I know that you are optimistic about uh, flipping the House, putting it in conservative hands this fall, and, and hopefully the Senate. But you still will have a tough time because uh, the president will veto legislation that you pass. But what will be the benefit if there is a Republican control of the House and Senate, even if it can't be signed by an executive. Let me say this. The reality is we stopped anti-police measures that they've in put in place in New York City, and we've stopped it here to make them national federal laws. Mm. Uh, all they wanted, they wanted to put the radical election law changes into effect. They wanted to use your taxpayer money to fund political campaigns with a six-to-one match. They tried to pass the Build Back Broke agenda, which was a $4.5 trillion spending amnesty uh, for illegal immigrants, you know, higher energy taxes, higher taxes on everyone. Uh, as well as doubling the IRS. We stopped all of that from occurring. I think most importantly, we stopped Jerry Nadler's bill when he attempted to pack the Supreme Court. And you know why? Because that is a play out of Hugo Chavez's socialist playbook. That's what he did in Venezuela, packed the court from 20 to 32 justices. I brought up that point. You know what? That went viral. All the members started using that point, that reality. You know, talk about undermining the Constitution, mm, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and the Supreme Court. We were able to stop those things from happening, and we're in the minority. So when we get into control, we'll be able to push back even more, but hopefully we'll be able to put this president on the spot if we do pass legislation that, you know, he'll have to adopt some measures. Well, we're thrilled you're here. It's always fun to visit with you. It's much more fun to have you here in Nashville and come. We hope you'll do it again. If you want to learn more about what Congresswoman Malia Takas is doing in Congress for the people of New York and all Americans, including you, we're going to connect you. Real simple. Go to Huckabee.tv. We have connections so that you can talk to the Congresswoman and find out more about how she's standing for all of us. Right now, Keith Bilbrey is standing for us. Well, maybe not for us. He's standing with us, ready to connect us to the rest of the show, which he's going to do right now. Well, still ahead, Mike welcomes pro-life Democratic congressional candidate Pastor Chris Butler. And later, the great music of John Barry on tonight's Huckabee. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The work that Samaritan's Purse is doing, delivering thousands of tons of food, water, comfort, and the hope of the gospel is only possible by God's grace through generous people like you.
Now, if you've already been supporting the powerful work of Samaritan's Purse, I just want to say thank you. But if you haven't, I hope you'll consider going to the Samaritan's Purse website or calling them. Call them today and partner with the great work that they do all over the world. Thanks and God bless. Now, my next guest I'm pretty excited about. And you may be surprised to find out that I'm so excited about him, but I am. He's Pastor Chris Butler, and he's running for U.S. Congress in Illinois. But he's a rare bird. He is a pro-life Democrat, and I like that. I do. We need many more of them, and he's in the same state where Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot said that she wants her city to be an oasis for abortion. Pastor Chris Butler, though, says this isn't a political left-right issue. It's a right-wrong issue, and I couldn't agree more. Please give a wonderful, kind welcome to Pastor Chris Butler. Thank you, Chris. Thank you so much, Governor, for having me. When I heard about you and your campaign, uh, I was so thrilled that we were able to get you to come to the show. Mm -hmm. And I realized, you know, we, we try to get Democrats to come more often, and I promise we'll always treat them respectfully and kindly. But it especially intrigues me because I'm grateful that there are still people in the Democrat Party who are pro-life and not ashamed of it. Absolutely. I'm sure there's some pressure on you. Tremendous amount of pressure. Uh, on me and other folks in the community to give up this value. Uh, that really is something that I learned uh, in my community. Uh, I'd like to share with folks, uh, Governor, that I, I went to college in Chicago. Hmm. I grew up in Chicago. I didn't go anywhere else to learn these values. I learned them right at home, and wow. a lot of people share them. And there are a lot of prominent Democrats in the history of the party that have been strong pro-life. President John F. Kennedy, his brother Robert F. Kennedy, yep. uh, up until a certain point, Teddy Kennedy. Yes, indeed. Uh, Jesse Jackson was yep. once a staunch vocal advocate for the pro-life position. Mm -hmm. What happened in the Democrat Party? I think one of the main things uh, that has happened, Governor, is that folks uh, outside of our communities, communities like the African-American community, a lot of working uh, communities uh, that usually vote Democrat, Folks from outside of those communities have dumped so much money into our politics uh, that it has made it very, very difficult for folks who don't uh, sort of bow the knee on important questions like this uh, to, to survive in politics. I mean, I'm facing that right now. I'm facing a lot of folks in this primary uh, who have raised a lot more money uh, than we have raised. Uh, but I think that the values that we represent really are the values that you find uh, at the grassroots of our community. Chris, if you get elected, mm -hmm. You become a game changer yes. in Chicago and in your party. And that's why I really do hope that there not only is going to be a wave of support for you in your, in your race, mm -hmm. but across the country for you and folks like you. And one of the things that I hope you'll speak to, African-American babies are disproportionately aborted. And I don't understand why there are not more voices in the African-American community who say, look, we're we're being targeted. That's where Planned Parenthood puts most of their clinics, right in the middle of our areas. And it's our babies who are the ones who aren't making it to the birth. Yeah, one of the things that I really think is important to point out is that there are so many voices in the community, uh, but there are so few platforms uh, for those voices because most of the people uh, who platform folks in our community uh, will not allow you on their platform 
if you're going to come and talk about the sanctity of life. Hmm. Uh, I, I am just one of those folks who have decided that we have to push uh, beyond that because the, the matter is too important uh, to save the lives of of people who are created in God's own image. Chris Butler, I want to tell you something. Uh, you know, usually I would try to recruit people to become Republicans. I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to do that with you because I uh, would love to have you. But the truth is, you are like uh, a true missionary in the Democrat Party. I cannot tell you how grateful I am for the courage that you have in maintaining the convictions of your biblical roots and believing that therefore you need to be strong on that. Mm -hmm. Man, we need you. We need a strong pro-life Democrat party. I would love to see that. Yes, I'd, I'd love for this issue to never be political again, for it to be something that every party embraces. Absolutely. And you may be a part of helping us get there. And I thank God for you, I really do. I'm hoping that folks will uh, find out how to help you be the congressman for that Chicago district. For our audience, please check out Huckabee.tv. We have a connection so that you can learn more about Pastor Chris Butler. And uh, it's just refreshing to have this conversation with him. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate him. We've got all the links to him at, at Huckabee.tv. Speaking of links, we got a link over there to Keith Bilbrey. He's got some information that we need on what's coming up in the rest of the show. Well, get ready to laugh at the news with In Case You Missed It. And we'll drop in on Our Kind of Town, all still ahead on Huckabee. Everybody, we really were jiving over here, oh, weren't yeah. we? Yeah. I mean, because we're playing some music from Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. You were Barry and I was Robin Gibb. I, I think that's oh. kind of the way it was going. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Please don't I, do I got, that again. Don't do that. <laughs> I carried away. Don't do that. We were we were we were doing really well, and then you started that. Sorry. But the reason we enjoyed it was because we enjoy everything that comes everything. out of this phenomenal band, Trey Corley and the Music City Connection. I mean, these guys can go from disco to gospel uh, in three seconds, yeah. just like that. Amazing. Well, speaking of amazing, from the Bermuda Triangle to ravenous alligators, we've got the stories that'll make viewers disappear on In Case You Missed It. Hey, Keith, I have a great vacation suggestion for you. Well, I need a vacation. So well, this is on. this is the one. It's take the Norwegian Prima Cruise Liner on a luxury cruise Ooh. to the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've heard about that triangle. Well, here's the deal. It includes lectures on all kinds of weird phenomena, and it has a twilight glass bottom boat tour Ooh. of the Bermuda Triangle. Ooh. Now, this, this will impress you. The cruise line says, that the ship actually has a 100% return rate. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But on the rare chance, uh -huh. on the rare chance that the boat disappears, <laughs> I'm sure the passengers will get a complete refund. So there yeah. you go. I'll go if you will. Yeah. 
the question is, where will they mail the check? I don't That's know. Right. Yeah. Like most refund checks, it will disappear in the mail. But if you're interested, the cruise departs from New York City. Although personally, if I'm going to get into some safety, I'd rather go to the Bermuda Triangle because I think it's safer than yeah, New York oh, City. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Any day. All right, let's flee the Bermuda Triangle for India. I love this story. A retired couple is suing their own son and daughter-in-law for 50 million rupees, which is the equivalent of 675,000 American dollars, suing them if they don't produce a grandchild within a year. Wow, that's some pressure right there. It sure is. Sounds like some of my relatives. <laughs> well, the dad says he spent his life savings giving his son an education in America so he could become a pilot, and he and his wife, uh, the, the father and his wife, expect grandkids in return. Absolutely. I like these people. I think they're good. <laughs> As the a grandparent, is, I, I'm on his side. I am too. I mean, the son has been married for six years and they still don't have any kids. What is the problem here? Well, I think of one, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so his parents are demanding either grandkids or they want their money back. That's right. I'll tell you one thing. This is a couple that do not believe in student loan forgiveness, right? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> oh. Now, this lawsuit may be a long shot, but all they need is a jury with 12 grandparents on it, and they win. <laughs> it Simple does. as that. Anyway, hey, uh, this next story, businesses are so desperate for workers, you know, it's, it's oh, tough yeah. getting help. Yeah. Well, they're so desperate for workers that some applicants think they don't even have to clean up for job interviews, which is just nuts. What's wrong with yeah. people? So Craig Harker, he owns a chain of pubs and restaurants in England, and he's had enough. So his ad for workers makes news for being so bluntly un-PC. Here's what he says. He's kind of like the British version of Elon Musk, maybe without the money. He says, <laughs> he tells applicants if they've got fruity B.O., it's a no-go. So give your pits a wash and spray those bad boys before you come in. <laughs> wow. Uh, also, he tells applicants, he says, brush your teeth. He wrote, if those Nashers are black, stay back. <laughs> and he says, people with dodgy looking toes should also refrain from applying. So that lets you out, Trey, I guess. I, I was thinking, what is a dodgy along? looking toe? I don't know. I was going to ask you. I can you. show I you. And who goes to a job interview barefoot showing their toes anyway? Anyway, but if you've been all... Google that, Trey. Yeah, check that out. <laughs> but if you've been up all night partying, he says, don't come in with your breath stinking of that last can of lager that you had at 5 a.m. Well, naturally, this whole thing triggered some ultra-sensitive people who were more offended by the truth <laughs> than by toxic clouds of B.O. But I think our kids might have brighter and better future prospects if we fired our school boards and we just hired this guy instead. I'm telling you, he's tough. I like it. Well, finally, our cute animal video of the week, a golfer in Ormond Beach, Florida, was teed off when he approached the hole to find that his ball was being guarded by a huge alligator. Now, in Florida, alligators are considered the water hazard. Another is when a Florida mosquito picks up your ball and flies off with it. That <laughs> too can happen. Now, as he got closer, the gator grabbed his ball and ate it. Good luck playing where it lays. That'd be a tough one. Yeah. Anyway, they should name that alligator Mulligan. 
<laughs> this is why when I'm in Florida, I stick to miniature golf. That way, maybe only an iguana yeah. will eat your golf ball. You can handle that. Yeah. All right, well, that's enough stuff that's kind of hard to swallow. But until next time, just remember, we read the news. Now, do not go away because Mike is about to make illusionist Dan Stapleton appear. Later, best-selling author John Seidel of I Am Second and the music of John Barry, all on Huckabee. Huckabee.com and sign up for his free newsletter and follow at GovMikeHuckabee on Twitter. And welcome back, everybody. Dan Stapleton has performed magic all over the world, from Vegas and top cruise lines to Disney World to his own theater at Circus World in Orlando. He's also a respected magic historian. Now, tonight, he's going to demonstrate an illusion that's been amazing audiences for over a century. I'm always excited when we have magicians on the show because I never can figure out how they're going to do it. I probably can't tonight, but I'm going to try. Please join me in welcoming Dan Stapleton. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Around the 1920s, there was a famous illusionist by the name of Howard Thurston who made popular one of the greatest illusions of all time, the floating sphere. At this time, it gives me great pride and pleasure to present that same illusion, the floating ball.
Thank you. All right. Thank you. I'm trying to figure it out, Dan. I haven't done it yet, so well, that's pretty cool. Well, thank you very much. And I brought something special for you, and I have to remove my jacket if you don't okay. mind. Oh, that's We're gonna get a little right. physical, Mike. Oh boy, this will be fun. Too yeah. bad Keith isn't in on this be, one. You're gonna be, you're gonna be a part of this. All right. And uh, I have to make myself a little casual, and I'll tell you why. You know, Harry Houdini uh, died in 1926 on Halloween night. Mm, yeah. And so I thought it'd be appropriate to show you something taken out of the days of the famous escape artist, Harry Houdini. Okay. Now, I'm gonna need the assistance of somebody from the audience as well. Mm. So if we could have anybody to come up, how about a big burly masculine guy? Because this is gonna be pretty macho what you're about to see. Do we have someone? Do we have somebody? How about this gentleman right here? Let's, let's give him a nice round of oh, applause. Okay. <laughs> how you doing? I didn't even, I wasn't even watching. All right, and what is your name? Steve. Steve, nice to meet you. I'm Dan. Dan this is Mike, my friend. Mike. Hello, Steve. <laughs> Welcome. All right. Any hard stuff, he gets it, okay? <laughs> That's right. Now, Harry Houdini, they would bound him in chains. They would put handcuffs on him. And it's been a few years since I've gotten out of handcuffs, but that's another story. Okay. Uh, and, and ropes. <laughs> and they said that he could walk through walls. Well, we're not going to do that here tonight. But I tell you what. Flying up here, I wasn't sure that they would allow me to carry chains with me on the plane. Yeah. So I had one of your staff go out to the local hardware store and, and, and get a couple of 10-foot steel chains, and that's exactly what they are. They're just steel chains. In fact, you can take a look at them, pull on them, tug on them, do all you can. Mike, you can do the same. Yeah. Oh, yes. You're Mike. I'm Mike. He's Steve. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Very good. Steve's a nice name. I should have had that one. All right. Now, what's going to happen? Oh, you can let them down for a second. Okay. Now, what's going to happen in just a minute, I'm going to walk right through these solid steel chains. Now, I'm not going to exactly walk through them, but you are going to pull the chains right through my body. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, we are. Now, when we do this, you're going to grasp one end and you're going to grasp the other end. And I don't want you to jerk on the chains like that because okay. you could lose a pinky. We don't want that. Oh, no, we don't want that. All right? Yeah. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's have a little dramatic music. Okay. Stand back just a little bit. Okay. All right. Hand me one chain. Just one. Either one. Either huh? one. Okay. One for you. Very good. All right. Steve. Steve. All right. Grab onto both of them. Okay. Together like this. Don't let go. When I say go, you pull. All right. Firm grip. Now. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Dan, that was. I, I, I'm standing right here. I don't know how that happened. But I know this, that if you want to see more of the astounding magic of Dan Stapleton, and I know that you do, here's how you do it. Go to Huckabee.tv. We're going to connect you to Dan Stapleton, and maybe you might even invite him to your community or your organization. Now, right now, Keith is chained to his podium over there, and he can't get past it, but he can tell us what's going to appear next. Oh, yeah. Get ready to head out west to our kind of town. Then best-selling author John Seidel. Stay with us.
In need of a great Father's Day present? Go to shop.huckabee.tv and get your very own Made in the USA Huckabee mugs, T-shirts, and more. Oh, boy, I'm not sure what I like better. This wonderful Huckabee Show merchandise that's made in America, great for Father's Day, or music of Jimi Hendrix being played over there, Purple Haze. Keith lived in a purple haze most of the 60s. He doesn't remember it. He's trying to recollect what it was like back then. But right now, it is that time again where we explore a great town somewhere in the United States. This week, we're going to go somewhere that's as good as gold on our kind of town. Once upon a time out in Colorado, somebody yelled gold. And the next thing you know, the town of Golden was born, the supply center for the Peaks Pike Gold Rush. Golden was established in 1859 and is one of Colorado's oldest and most historic towns, loaded with reminders of its Western heritage. Naturally, when you think of the Old West, you think of railroads. And Golden has an incredible experience for you over at the Colorado Railroad Museum. You can really see what rail travel was like back in the day. If this place doesn't get you steamed up about trains, nothing will. Did you know Golden is the birthplace for America's favorite candy? Jolly Ranchers, founded in 1949. Jolly Ranchers were sold at an old-fashioned candy store on Golden's Main Street. That's some sweet success. Buffalo Bill Cody, the world's first superstar and the most famous showman of the Old West, loved Golden. In fact, he loved it so much he wanted to be buried here. His graveside and museum are located right at the top of Lookout Mountain. Now, while you're up there, grab a seat with a view and enjoy a real buffalo burger. For you outdoorsy types, there's plenty of cool things to see and do in Golden. Get your fill of world-class rock climbing and exhilarating whitewater park, hiking and biking trails, horsetail rides, and camping under the starry night sky. While in historic downtown Golden, enjoy great restaurants. Check out the local shops and catch an entertaining show at the award-winning Miner's Alley Playhouse. Golden's Keller is always full of great events, but one really barks for your attention. It's the unofficial world's largest gathering of Golden Retrievers, the famous Goldens of Golden event. Thousands of your best friends in one place. Now, who wouldn't want that experience? Squirrel! Couldn't resist. Surrounded by majestic nature, rich history, plus loads of fun and excitement, and Golden Retrievers, Goodness gracious, this is where the West lives, and that's why Golden, Colorado is our kind of town. And a huge thanks to the city of Golden for helping us explore their wonderful town. I hope you'll go to thecityofgolden.net so you can plan your very own trip to Golden, Colorado. I'd go just for the dogs. My goodness, those are gorgeous dogs out there, those Golden Retreaters. Well, John Seidel is a master storyteller, formerly the editor-in-chief of I Am Second. His passion is helping people overcome anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues. Now he's put what he's learned from his own life and the stories of over 6,000 prominent people into a powerful new book. It's called Finding Rest. Please welcome to the show, John Seidel. John, good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was very intrigued by the title of the book, Finding Rest. Yeah. 
because not many people are finding rest. People are stressed, they're tense. What, what's happening to us? Yeah, you know, now more than ever, right? Yeah. The, the, the pandemic, right? We've seen even just, you know, I'm from Texas. Obviously, mental health is still a thing, right? And, and it's something that we're not addressing. But what's interesting about finding rest is uh, I don't treat rest as a destination. I treat it really as rest stops, hmm. right? And so there are times in our lives where we need to find those rest stops. And when we do, that's where we find respite. That's where we meet the Lord in our struggles and our suffering. You wrote this book, and it's not just about other people. It's very personal, and you're very honest and candid about your own struggles dealing with depression. Uh, was that a therapeutic process to go through and to, to really disclose some things about yourself that a lot of people might not have felt comfortable in saying, that here's who I really am? Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, we have an enemy that loves to um, um, make us secretive right, to, to have things in darkness, right? And so when we can talk about them and get them out, not only is it therapeutic, but I really think that, that Jesus honors that, mm -hmm. right? Where we're getting things out into the open and out of those deep, dark places. So it, it was therapeutic. It wasn't always easy though, as my wife could probably attest. <laughs> so there's a story that you tell that you needed help when you got the wrong sweetener. <laughs> Now that's a, I'm trying to figure out that whole process here. Yeah, I, you know, with anxiety and OCD, I wish it all made sense. But there yeah. was one day my, my beautiful wife and I were, were going and, and um, I said, hey, honey, I'm going to run to the bathroom. You get some coffee. You know I do not like Splenda. Please don't put Splenda in there. <laughs> and I grabbed the coffee. She brings it back and I drink it. And I, I you know, a classic spit yeah. take almost. And, but, it, but it threw me off. And I think anyone who has struggled with a mental health issue, mm. um, it, it threw me off. And it was looking at my wife, the one you love, right? Yeah. Just broken down and saying, John, this isn't normal. What about challenges when people in your family have passed away? Because yeah. that triggers for a lot of people, deep depression, a deep sense of hopelessness. Right, and so, you know, in, in two years, I lost my sister in a wrong way crash on the interstate that mm. was not her fault. And um, it, was, it was devastating. And then a few years later, my stepdad, who was the strong man of faith that really brought our family to the mm. Lord, um, died of a stroke just oh. randomly. And it's in those moments, you know, I love C.S. Lewis. I named my son after C.S. Lewis. Mm. And he talks about how um, we are forced at times to really um, say, do we really believe this? And so what I learned through those experiences is what I call a proper theology of suffering. And it comes down to this, where we do not judge God by our circumstances, but we judge our circumstances by mm. who we know God is. Mm. And uh, those two deaths so close together made me realize, listen, I can't judge my circumstances uh, or judge God by my circumstances. I have to do it the other way around. John, there's so many Christian believers who are afraid to say, I'm having some issues, whether it's OCD or other mental health concerns, because they, they think, I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to be happy all the time. I'm not supposed to have these issues. Yeah. But Christians do have these issues. Yeah, and I would say, tell that to Paul, right? You know, you know <laughs> yeah. Paul talks about the thorn in his flesh. I mean, even tell that to Jesus, who in the garden is saying, is going through such anguish that he's, he's sweating blood, right? If, mm. I, if that doesn't sound like anxiety to me, I don't know what is, yeah. right? 
And so I think what, what we have been called to do is to live in community and to be open about these things. And, and I'm just so encouraged. Everyone, you know, I was talking to Eric Metaxas the other day, who has come out and talked about his own battles with depression. And when we do that, those things lose power over us. And it's so sweet. I think it's uh, a great message for us. Forward is by Kirk Cameron. I talked to him this morning, by the way. Oh, great. Great guy, wonderful brother in Christ. And uh, the book is Finding Rest. I, I think it would be very helpful, especially if you're struggling with uh, your own sense of anxiety, OCD, just mental health and feeling stressed out. I hope you'll go to Huckabee.tv. We will connect you to John's website. That's where you can order Finding Rest and connect directly with John. Now, there's no time for Keith to rest. No, not at all, because we got more show and he's got to tell you all about it and do it right now. Well, my work is never done. Up next, we close out this show right with the music of Grammy-winning singer-songwriter John Barry on Huckabee. next week for former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley and Christian pop duo for King and Country. Welcome back. Now, you know our musical guest tonight from his award-winning career as a country singer-songwriter with 20 chart hits, including the number one smash, Your Love Amazes Me. But his new album, well, it may be his very best and very different. It's called Find My Joy. It's something quite different. His own take on his favorite classic gospel songs. Welcome back to the show, John Barry. John, great to have you. Good to see you, sir. You went through a challenge with cancer that could have taken your voice and your life. Oh, yeah. You survived, and one of the outgrowths from all of that was this amazing album. Was there a connection? Well, yeah, I've been wanting to cut the record for a long time, and it just never came together right. And then after going through uh, throat cancer, and um, my manager, Brian Smith, sent me a song, Find My Joy, yeah. that was written by uh, Steve Dorff, wonderful, great songwriter. And I really couldn't listen to the song huh. um, because I really didn't have any joy in my life at all. And, and for a believer, that's not a, good, that's not a good place to be because we shouldn't find joy in our circumstances. Right. We should find joy in Christ, mm. and our circumstances are our circumstances. Yeah. But, uh, but I eventually did listen to it, and the song spoke to me in a huge way, and then ended up getting together with Steve and working on the record. He produced the record and did a wonderful job. Well, I'm going to tell you, I think the whole album speaks to all of us. And... Uh, while John and the band get ready, Keith's going to be telling our viewers how they can hear more. You're going to want the album. Every cut on here is just a great, great blessing. Keith? To get John Barry's music, including his inspiring new album, Find My Joy, and to see a digital exclusive performance of Great Is Thy Faithfulness, visit Huckabee.tv. Now, performing Live Like You with the Music City Connection and Mike on Bass, here's John Barry!
I'm gonna make you mine. 